Hey, Connor. Wait up, dude. Oh, hey, Morgan. Make it quick. I'm on my way to Herbology. Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to speak with you about. Oh? So I've noticed you've been spending a concerning amount of time down there. Is that so? Yeah. So, we've, you know, we've been given special permission to attend Hogwarts for a semester to learn the ways of the wizarding world. You can't squander it on just one class, dude. Look, man, you've got your priorities and I've got mine. Why? What? What's that even mean? Just tell me why you're so dedicated to herbology and I'll drop it. Uh, well, um, Stevie hit play. Stevie, don't... DJ Redbeard, DJ Moritz, we're hopping on the mic, cause we're dumb and bored, I got the info, I got the tapes, join us for an hour, cause you're better off late, listen while you're doing your dishes, take a small walk, welcome, welcome everybody for some home good small talk. I'm Morgan, and my co-host here is, is, it, moving on, moving. how is that? Everything going this week, bud? Pretty pretty good, man. You know, there's been some stuff happening. I didn't put it on here, but uh, Jenny, as we like finally announced that we're doing Biscuits with the Boss, uh, ice cream collab with Ted Lasso, so that's really cool. Wow. What's the flavor? Uh, it's called Biscuits with the Boss, so it's um, a uh, butter sweet cream base with shortbread pieces. It's pretty good. I've already tried it. Whoosh. Ooh, man's flexing. Yeah, you know, that's me. Look at me flexing. If this is a visual podcast, which is just a video, you know, um, <laughs> you could see me flexing. But yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've we been under an NDA for a while. So it's exciting to release that news into the wild. Fantastic. Yeah, man. Um, besides that, though, uh, how's your week been? <laughs> oh, boy. Work has been super stressful and busy the last two odd weeks, and it's lo- not looking like it's going to get much better next week. Oh boy, much sorry. Um, hang, keep on hanging. There's people out in there. there I should say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, you're at least you're not. I forgot what states it is, so now I'm going to just sound like a jerk who doesn't know his stuff. But it, at least you're not one of the kids in the coal mines who just got fined in the u.s did you hear about that no yeah some mega corporation got fined like millions of dollars for like employing children uh (laughs) this past year so i'm glad we're really doing well you know that's all i gotta say i I mean who else are they gonna get to go into the small creeks and crevices exactly that's that's also what i was wondering um but yeah um I made the spring break schedule for our job, and I don't know if you remember last year. That was, like, super-duper stressful because um, I was run- helping run those two shops, and my boss was out of town, but um, did it this year. I was like, I feel like I'm on top of things. feels good. feels good. good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, there's some gaming news and stuff. You want to talk about that? I mean, isn't that what we're here for? I guess. I thought we were here to talk about home-cooked small foods. 
Home cooked small food. Isn't that the podcast concept? I don't know. Um, anyway, Modern Warfare 2 Season 2 came out this past week. Fancy. Fancy. And uh, yeah, I think you've probably played more of it than I have. Uh, how much have you played of it? I played one match of Dome and was like, I'm good. What if I told you that you've technically played more than I have? Oh, man. Well, wait, wait for us to do our research. Anyway, the new season kind of Modern of Warfare came out. There is one. Uh, there's no new maps. Uh, I should say that kind of for AV, whatever. There is a remake of a map. And then there is a map that was in the beta that was not allowed to come out with the game. And then everyone complained and everything. Uh, there is a new Warzone map, of course, and a DMZ map, which I still, I actually genuinely want to try that with you. I think that would be fun. Uh, we need to actually sit down and start our uh, DMZ experience. DMZ careers. Yeah. Um, and then they, after all this, people were really annoyed. And then they didn't announce, like, out of the blue, it was a really small release, like, they didn't talk about it much, that there is going to be a mid-season update as well with a new map. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Uh, but cool, you, we don't have much experience with it, so we, do you have, have anything you want to say? I'd appreciate more than a drip feed into multiplayer. I agree, uh, yeah. Rah, 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 yelling in the clouds. Speaking about yelling in the clouds, <laughs> Connor, Hogwarts Legacy is out. And I don't really want to touch on it. Besides, if you've heard our intro, there's some memes. That's about it. Have you heard about Mickey Mouse? Like, do you oh. know? Oh, do you know who oh. Mickey Mouse is? Oh, oh. He's the king. <laughs> he is a king. He He's a short. The Iron Throne at Disney World. Um, Just like Tim, you know, shout out Tim from work. He's been calling it to me lately. Uh, it's just Mickey Mouse, the short king. Mickey Mouse, short short king. Absolutely. Uh, what do you, he had some TikTok drama the last few weeks. He did. Is he Mickey did. Mouse canceled? See more at not. eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the clips of Tucker Carlson to <laughs> start yelling at the uh, TV screen like, first they made the M&M's not sexy. Now Mickey Mouse is canceled and replaced with this LGBT dragon. Rawr! Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, there were like rumors going around that because Mickey Mouse going into the public domain, that Disney is just dropping Mickey Mouse as um as their spokesperson. Yeah, their mascot. And replacing him. What's the dragon's name? Figment. The Figment. The dragon who's been around forever. Yeah, the... Uh, mascot for Epcot. Yes. Uh, but it, apparently it's not true. It's not true. Ah, well, there you have it. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. Is it fake news then? Yeah, if, if people reported on it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I don't think anyone has, surprisingly. People really actually didn't fall for that. TikTok the, did, obviously, but... Yeah, the only um, news article I found about it after I was like, wait, they're doing that? Was an article pretty much bunking the entire thing well there you go there you have it connor something that is real regarding disney and pixar is they had their like um shareholder meeting uh, a few weeks back and uh they announced uh some sequels coming out sequels sequels they officially announced it's been in the works for a while but they officially announced zootopia 2 uh frozen 3 ew and toy story 5 Mm. Yeah. 
there you have it. More sequels. And I will say, uh, Toy Story thing aside, because I ha- I know I have a hot take. I think Toy Story 4 is one of the best ones. Whatever. Sue me, I fight agree. me, beat me up. Um, uh, Disney itself, uh, we've talked about this on past podcasts. In fact, we've had segments about the direct-to-DVD movies. It is very rare for them to have theatrical sequels. And in the 21st century, there have only been two franchises now with direct sequels. And now three coming up. There was Wreck-It Ralph, which is crazy to think about, uh, Frozen, and now Zootopia. Wild. Isn't that crazy? Like, you would think, uh, like, everyone's like, oh, look at Disney pumping out the same stuff over and over again. They don't really do sequels that often in their animated movies. So, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. But uh, what out of these three, which one are you most excited for? Um. Well... I would have to go with Zootopia because mm-hmm. Zootopia actually kind of had a, like an interesting like moral yeah. thing that made you think. I love Zootopia. Uh, I absolutely detest Frozen. <laughs> and I feel like Toy Story 4 was the perfect ending to Toy Story. Yeah. So I'm kind of disappointed that they're making more because I thought 4 was such a good final chapter. Yeah. yeah, they're just going to keep uh, sucking that one dry, but pretty crazy. They're going to buy Tom Hanks' voice, and they're just going to, um, like, they're just going to own Tom Hanks' voice. Like, in Tom Hanks' next live-action movie, he's just going to be signing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Connor. Yes. Uh, did you? So we we just heard about some new sequels. Did you hear about all these Marvel toys? What's the deal with these Marvel toys, huh? That's my best Jerry Seinfeld. Do you like it? What's the deal with airline food? Exactly. So Connor, about a week ago or so, uh, Kevin Feige had done an interview and was talking about how um they need to slow their roll on the TV shows in Disney Plus. Because they're way, uh, way too rushed, uh, way too compact in the sense of like they none of them had breathing room against each other, and like just quality in general is starting to go down because of that. So they yeah. talked about how they really want to spread them out in the future. So that was like a week ago, right? Then a few days ago, there were rumors swirling, uh, which ended up kind of being like shadow confirmed. Uh, that the only two uh, Disney Plus shows that are confirmed, like guaranteed to actually happen this year now, are Loki Season 2 and Secret Invasion. So I think that's four other shows at least delayed, partially, if not canceled. Um, that includes but- What If Season 2, Ironheart, uh, as well as a few others. I don't want to list everything out. but And with this, uh, talking about letting it breathe... Uh, everyone was starting to talk after the Super Bowl. Hey, where's that Marvel's trailer, right? That's coming out pretty soon. Well, it's not. It's supposed to come out, I think, what, beginning of July? And now it's coming out in December. So there you have it. Marvel delays. I think this is good. I agree. Because the CGI in some of their most recent films has been really rough. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'm like concerned about is what's going to happen to all these projects that already got announced. It's not like they're going to push back the timeline like three years, you know? 
So I'm like, is are things just gonna straight up get canceled? Like how are, I that, I just want to know how they're going to do it. Like I agree, I like this philosophy going forward. But I'm like, so what's gonna happen to all these projects already finished and in the works forever? That's that's really my only thing. But I'm not sure they might rewrite stuff because um, there was a point in time when Multiverse of Madness was gonna drop before Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly think I would have preferred that. But so I, uh, I'm not sure to what degree that screwed up the um, like timeline or Marvel storytelling, but obviously there was some change there. Yeah, and they just keep kind of dropping duds, man. Ant- I haven't watched it yet, so I'm not gonna give my opinions. But Ant Man and the Lost Quantumania is getting bombed. It is. Like, ah, it's it's sad. It's sad. Let's move on, though. Uh, Connor, the YouTube CEO, has stepped down. Good. Yeah, well, you say that now, but the rumor is the new person is the one who, like, uh, they're heavily invested in NFTs and blockchain yep. and yep. <laughs> integration. Yeah, so I, 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 I don't know if that's good. <laughs> well, I don't know. The whole thing, though, about YouTube is... They had a solid platform and then their previous CEO takes over and it's just nine years of how can I ruin the platform? Yeah. You know what her entire list of qualifications for her getting that job were? What? She owned a garage and let the Google founders borrow it. There you go. That's more than some people. It's more than I've done. (laughs) Yeah. That was her entire (laughs) resume. Wow. Oh, that makes sense then. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious what will happen. Luckily, I don't content create on YouTube, and we don't yet. Maybe let's see how the dust settles here uh, before we make our next moves. But um, yeah, change. Change is change is change. Do you have change? Connor, let me tell you about some change. Whoa, look at that transition. I got Taco Bell news for you. And by that, I mean leaks, Ooh. which means they are all subject to change. But what if I told you, Connor... That as of now, on paper, I could tell you about all the items coming out through August 2nd. Ooh, tell me more, tell me more. I have absolutely zero clue what this is, by the way. Okay, so um, so each each drop for Taco Bell is called like an experience, right? Ooh, I like that. So we're currently in experience two. Ooh. Experience three starts March 9th. And that's going to have the Bacon Club Chalupa. You know, whatever. That's okay, cool. Okay. Uh, I don't either be amazing or bad. Yeah. Let's not go through the test items because there's a lot of them. And I feel like that also spoils some stuff for later down the road. But okay. So it's kind of a a quiet experience, right? That one lasts till April 19th. Okay. But hey, for my birthday, 420, your birthday, Connor, rattlesnake, nacho and Hitler's birthday, by the way. Don't forget. Um, rattlesnake, nacho fries and burrito coming. What? Yep. They have this. They have this sauce here. It's like spicy, like nacho fries and stuff. How, okay, so not actual rattlesnake. No, meat. no, not actual rattlesnake. <laughs> okay. But you know what else is supposed to happen that day? Nacho fries are expected to become a permanent menu item. Ooh. Info hasn't uh, completely come out on this, so they have said if it's not permanent, it's going to be at least for half the entire year. I'm excited for this because the last time they had nacho fries, they had a nacho fry burrito. Mm-hmm. 
And that was actually one of the best things I've ever had at Taco Bell. Well, there you go. So there's going to be a spicy version of that coming out on your birthday. Nice. And then, Connor, that lasts till May 24th. May 25th. Could I have a drum roll, please? Big Cheez-It Tostada and Crunchwrap. Yes. The cheese them. Yes. And not just that. You can also buy them in packs, in cracker packs. Mobile only. There you go. So you just buy a bag of cheese thems? Of the, yeah, of cheese thems. Yeah, the giant ones. I'm so excited for the big cheese it crunch wrap. I there are very few words to describe my excitement. I'm so excited. Yes. So that is happening uh, right now as of May 25th. Now, Connor, that experience lasts until June 27th. June 28th. A few things. Coming. The quesalupa is coming back. That ridiculous thing that started um, when we were in college. That thing's coming back. The cravings duo is coming back. Mango salsa is going to be on the menu. And then, Connor, for two weeks, this is a drum roll too. Drum, another drum roll. Baja Blast ice cream. <gasps> yep. It's going to be a two-week experience. There you have it. Um, out of everything that I've talked about, what's your most uh, anticipated? Easily the cheese them. Cheese them. All right. There you have it, folks. Um, Connor is a cheese them person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots of new good news. I just figured I'd deliver that for you. Um, let's let's move on to more food, Connor. Tell me about some Eminem drama. Oh. Well, did you watch the Eminem Super Bowl commercial? I did. I did. Well, <laughs> I believe this was the first actual commercial to feature Maya Rudolph. Yes. <laughs> and they announced in a clearly joking manner, manner that they're renaming Eminems to Mayanyas. And yes. they're going to be a hard shell candy with a clam center. Yes. <laughs> and at the very end, you see her like, don't you want to try them? You were supposed to say yes. <laughs> and then in the background, you can see the yellow M&M eating them and the red M&M holding up a sign that says help us. <laughs> because... So- throwback to a few weeks ago when they announced that they were canceling or getting rid of all of their beloved mascots and a lot of people were assuming that it was just a uh red herring leading up to super bowl when they were going to announce they weren't actually going away yeah yeah so a lot of people have taken that as their uh sign that this is all just a marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Good for MMs. I love MMs. I'm happy they're not gone forever. I tried the strawberries and cream Valentine's Day ones this week. What were your what were your thoughts? They're okay. I think they would have I would have liked them better if they used the smaller MM size mm, yeah these for regular m&ms instead of like the jumbo peanut m&m size yeah that's fair that's very very fair 
they were a little just too big. Yeah. Just a little too big. Connor, I have two things that I didn't put on my list. I'm so sorry. Uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about... Have you heard about Psych Odyssey, like the new documentary? No. So this documentary, Connor, um, is about the development of um, of Psychonauts 2. Okay. Which is cool. Like, whatever. But the cool thing is the company who made it uh, was with, the, with Double Fine through the entire production con- conceptually on of this entire game. They recorded for six years. Six years. And they went through, I think it was 5,000 hours of footage <laughs> to make a 22-hour like episodic documentary. It's all on YouTube for free. They just put it out last week. Um, and I haven't watched it yet. I'm actually going to start watching it tonight a little bit. Uh, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, everything is subjective, but the most comprehensive look at the creative par- process, arguably, in history. So, um, yeah, I know that sounds bold, but, like, I, I think it's worth checking out. Uh, also, everyone who's watched it says you don't really need to care or know about the games at all. I'm curious if I'd rather watch it before or after I play the game, mm. because... If you, I feel like if you watch it after, you can kind of like see the creative process that made something you like happen. But if you watch it before, you can also like know how the whole thing was made, sort of thing. Like you know how the sausage was made. And yeah, how about like, like insider stuff? Yeah, yeah, like the struggles that made that one specific thing happen. Yeah. I see the pros and cons either way, but definitely going to check it out. I'm very curious. Now, Connor, some sad news. Two quick things. Number one, you hear about Bruce Willis? He's been diagnosed with dementia, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's real sad. Um, don't much to say. You know, has had a wonderful career. I forgot exactly what type of dementia it is. I don't know how severe it is at the moment. Um, but, you know, it, I love if if he's healthy enough and his family, like, agrees that he gets gets to have a good farewell in Hollywood, you know, if that opportunity exists for him. But if well, not... Well, he's already um, fully retired from Hollywood because last year he was diagnosed with that disease that stops him from being able to talk. Was he? Yes. When did I? I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. Um, well, give me not knowing things. Well, that sucks, man. Best best wishes and thoughts for Bruce Willis. And then finally, uh, Jimmy Carter. You hear about him today? I did. Yeah. So Jimmy Carter is uh, going to be in a home hospice for uh, his remaining time on this planet. Um. Whatever you believe politically, I mean, kind of so-so president, but an amazing person. So, like, an amazing humanitarian, all that. So, it's kind of a sad day for that big stuff. Yeah, he jumped into a nuclear reactor to stop a meltdown. Yeah. Have you done that? No. Exactly. Also built a house for Habitat for Humanity. There you go. Well, Connor, let's make let's move on to something happier. With the main course? Of course. Of course. And Connor, you know how we start the main course every week, right? Of course. 
With what segment? Beard. Two. Table. Table. And now it's time for Beard to Table, the show where I dine and review straight from my table to you. Enjoy. Um, you think I? I'm kind of thinking that we should start doing it like Fast and Furious titles, like you know, it's Beard like two in the number, like Beard two Furious, like, <laughs> and just keep going from there. Um, beard maybe, to Table, Tokyo Drift. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Do you have... Did you bring something to the table? Yes. What do you bring, bro? And Connor will be back. Connor's back, I believe. Well, bro. Bro. Brother. If you're trying to be a bro, you gotta go down and you gotta hit that gym. Okay. Wow. And when you hit that gym, you want to know what your biggest friend is at that gym? <laughs> What's your biggest friend at that gym? It's protein, brother. Protein. Okay. Thanks, Hulk Hogan. And that's why you're going to need a pumpkin pie Lara bar. Protein oh my gosh. <laughs> and you're going to need to wash that down with more protein. <laughs> Because that's why we got the Premier Protein Pumpkin Spice Limited Edition Protein Shake, brother. You're going to have to send me the name of that after we record. <laughs> All right. Why? Wild. Wild. So lots of protein. Are you working out after this? No, but I definitely haven't hit my minimum required protein oh, uh, well, there you go. macros for the day. Okay. Well, I'm happy to assist. All right, Connor. Is everything pre-prepared? I mean, it's a pre-mixed shake and a pre-wrapped protein bar. Oh, there you have it. All right. Uh, what, do, what do they look like? Paint the picture for me. Uh, so the Lara bar <laughs> is about uh, three quarters of an inch wide. Okay. About a third of an inch thick and about... Five inches long. Sure. It's sure. in a dark orange packaging. There are fall leaves on the side of the Larbar logo. It says limited edition right above their logo. And there are pictures of cinnamon, almonds, and cashews. <laughs> and the Premier Protein Pumpkin Spice Hi, Mr. Henley. Uh... Protein shake is an orange bottle with a slice of pumpkin pie with some cream on it. Wow. All right. <clears throat> so, what are you trying first? Some what protein? I, try first? I think protein. Mm, protein. Um, I think the bar first, and then you could wash it down. Let's see. How much protein's in this anyway? Oh, Lord, there are 21 grams of sugar in this. Woof. That's like three times the amount I normally have in my protein bars. I don't normally eat lar bars because that. Oh, gotcha. Uh, let's see. There's only three grams of protein in this. 
the protein bars I normally have are like 10. <laughs> Hopefully that shake got some more for you. Uh, actually, the protein shake only has one gram of sugar. And it's got 30 grams of protein. Hmm. So I'll have to remember that. Premier Protein actually have good macros. Um, but the lar bars, I normally avoid them. I normally go for the um, ratio protein mm. bars because they've got like 10 grams of protein to like 2 grams of sugar. Gotcha. The unfortunate thing about a lot of protein bars is a lot of them are just candy bars disguised as healthy foods. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. This, You know that gag from <laughs> uh, Caddyshack? where uh someone throws a snickers bar in the pool oh yeah it looks like a poop <laughs> oh yeah there there's cash like there's almonds sticking out of it <laughs> oh gosh it looks like corn <laughs> <laughs> oh lord what's it smell like pumpkin spice Oh, beautiful. I was worried. Because this is a this oh, is a Lord. thing that will never die. Yeah, I just got the picture. Oh man. The pumpkin spice is a trend that I think will live on until the next time there's pumpkin spice on the supermarket menu. Yeah. At this rate. Yeah. Tough times for Connor. Pour one out for Connor, everybody. I bought too much pumpkin spice, but Biting into the bar, it kind of just tastes like pumpkin pie filling. Okay. And you like that though, right? I mean, pumpkin pie is fine. You can definitely overspice it. And is this overspiced? I'd say no. Okay. Okay, okay. The cashews so far provide a pleasant uh, texture. Nice. The bar's a little awkward because... Because it's a protein bar, it has kind of like a hard center for I think the whatever protein they add. Yeah. So like the edges of it are soft, like pumpkin pie filling, but the middle's crunchy. Oh yeah, that's um I I forgot the the title. There's like these Cliff bars that like I get. There's a certain like version of them that I get for uh pre like before work every day. And they kind of have like a soft and then a crunchy. This isn't terrible, but it's not what I'd normally go for. Gotcha. Would you recommend it? Personally, no. Hmm. Unless you specifically want a pumpkin candy bar. All right. Because the nutrition of this is absolutely abysmal for someone who would want to be eating a protein bar. Sure, sure. Because it's essentially candy disguised as a healthy workout snack. Yeah. All right, man. Why don't you wash that down? So let's open this protein shake, which I didn't remember to put in the refrigerator until like an hour ago. Hmm. Boy, this is fighting back. Uh-oh. Struggle for the protein is real, my friends. Oh no. You must earn the protein. Hi, Mr. Hermit. Do you want some protein? <laughs> Alright, let's crack this uh, bad thing open. 
And Mr. Henley's concerned for my health. Hey, Mr. Henley. I'm just looking at the ingredients real quick because it occurs to me that it kind of looks like there's milk in this. Oh. And I'm a little concerned just because the... So the ingredients are water, milk, protein, concentrate, calcium, castanate. Okay, so there really is not any true milk in this. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. It kind of smells like... Um, whey protein and water ish. <laughs> like it kind of, you know, it tastes. It smells like um, whey protein mixed with milk powder and water. Uh, yeah, it does not smell appetizing. Yeah. Well, bottom up for the gains, I guess. There you go. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> it kind of tastes like a regular. I don't know if the pumpkin spice in my mouth from the Larbar tainted the test, but to me, it kind of just tastes like a regular vanilla protein shake mixed with pumpkin spice. Hmm. That doesn't sound too great, though. Yeah, I kind of feel like these companies just decided to chase the fad. Yeah. What you genuinely you thought they genuinely thought that pumpkin spice was gonna add something to their product? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Well, uh, would you recommend this one? For the macros, yes. Okay, but for the taste, it's hard to say. Hmm. I guess if you're willing to try it, yes, but. If you're on the fence or don't like pumpkin, just don't go for it. Gotcha. All right, man. Well, there you have it. Connor, you want to know what I brought to the table today? You trying to smell it? Is it candy? It's not candy. Is it a bag of Oscar Mayer bologna? No. It, it's a collaboration between two products. Um, one of them being a hot sauce. And the other one being a cracker treat. Have you heard of the Goldfish Limited Edition Frank's Red Hot Original Flavor? Nope. Well, you have it now. Um... It's like a dark red bag of goldfish uh, with a bottle of Frank's Red Hot on it. That's about it. That's uh, you, There's more details on the back and on the side about the collab. Um, and they say it's uh, slightly above medium heat. Should I crack this bad boy open? Just real quick. Yeah. Have you tried the Cheez-It uh, Tabasco flavor? No, is that good? You know, it's okay. Um, I would, I would try it. 
it's kind of just cheese it's that have been dusted with Tabasco sauce. Sure. I do like the flavor of Frank's Red Hot, so I'm curious about this. Alright, I'm gonna crack this bad boy open. And take a whiff inside the bag before I even look. Alright. Opening the seal. Alright, about to put my nose in it. Honestly, tastes, I mean, not taste, it smells kind of just like, it, it smells like you put both of them in a bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> what a concept. Alright, yeah. But, so the, the bonus here though, Connor, is that these aren't like flavor, like extreme goldfish. However, I, I just picked one up. They are definitely flavor dusted. There is stuff on them. I'm imagining oh, that's like the red hot crystals. The crystals of the hot? Yes, but they do look like normal goldfish that like just have stuff on them. I was kind of hoping they'd be red. I thought that'd be fun. Uh, but I'm going to bite in the one. Okay, well, here's the deal, Connor. Um, the deal. There's definitely a Frank's Red Hot dusting on them. The second uh, you taste a bite, you get that quick, sharp, um, not intense, but sharp spice right on the tip of your tongue. And then that's about it. Because it's not, I wish it wasn't a dusting. I wish it was like interwoven with the goldfish, you know? Be- right, yeah. Because like the rest of the goldfish, it's just a goldfish. Just normal goldfish. So you get like that hot sauce taste for like a quarter of a second. And then it lingers, like the the heat lingers, but not the taste of it. So honestly, you're probably better off if if you like the concept of this, of like opening a normal bag of like the cheddar goldfish and like putting a little hot sauce in it and then shaking the bag. Because... um. I like the taste of them, like these right here, but it's not, it's not um, committing enough to the bit. So you almost wish they'd put hot sauce in the dough. Yes, I I would have loved that more. I would have actually really liked that. I think because the taste here isn't bad. Like I wouldn't discourage people from getting these. I would just tell them not to get their hopes up. You know. Yeah. What I would tell people, Connor, are you a man who likes texture in your sandwiches? Like you. Like, like you put chips in them every once in a while? Um, I have done that before, but it, I have to be in a really specific mood for it. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, if, if you are ever in the specific mood for it, and you also want to put like a little heat on it, a little hot sauce, this is the perfect thing to put on your sandwich. Because you get the heat, a little bit of that taste, and then some texture. And when I, I'm, I'll be honest, like I just had a handful of them. The heat does build up very quickly. Like it, it also goes away quickly, but like I got an intense heat there for a sec. So it was pretty fun. Um, I'd recommend them, but just tell people not to get their hopes up. So there you have it, man. There you have it. Well, I think we should move on, Connor, to uh, something you've experienced in the past few weeks. In this week's Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Connor, you watched a really good movie, right? I did. 
What do you watch, bud? I watched Puss in Boots and The Last Wish. Ooh. All right. Question one, set the scene. Uh, Can you set the scene for us, Connor? Well, the movie opens up. Puss in Boots is up to shenanigans. Have you seen the first Puss in Boots film? I have indeed. Um, Before, before, I'm going to stop you there, though. Before you even get into the plot of this film, can you set the stage for, like, what, what is this film? Like, we talked in the past how crazy it is that this film exists. Yeah, so the previous Puss in Boots film came out, I think, over 10 years before this movie dropped. It came out, I believe, in the same year as the original Avatar. Yes. And the sequel came out in the same year as Avatar, or not technically not the same. You know, no, it did. It came out in December. came out in the same year as Avatar The Way of Water. It's for context. So DreamWorks essentially decided to just almost shadow drop this movie. Because I had absolutely no clue it was coming until it hit theaters. So they kind of just up and decided, you know what? We, we think the world's ready for more Puss in Boots. So we're just going to randomly drop the one of the best animated movies of all time. Ten years after the first one. Woo! And we're just going to drop it with like no fanfare. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pause you real quick, Connor. Uh, do you you remember I've talked to you about my weird thing? My be- my favorite way of eating goldfish is swallowing one whole. Yes, Mister Fret, bro. You you can't do that with uh, the red hot ones. I just had a coughing fit <laughs> off the mic. <laughs> don't don't do that. That's part of my recommendation. Don't do it. <laughs> that's a security feature they put in. Yeah, so yeah, it's like when they they put the the bad flavoring on the Nintendo uh, chips. Uh, <laughs> Same thing. Anyway, carry on, carry on. <laughs> so to set the scene, uh, it's been a couple of years since the first Puss in Boots movie in universe. Uh, Puss in Boots is no longer teamed up with Kitty Soft Paws. He's on his own and he's up to his usual shenanigans. And hijinks occur, which causes Puss in Boots to lose a life. But here's the thing. Ooh. He had nine of them, but he's down to his last one. Oh, no. No, not you, Mr. Boots. And a bounty hunter beats him up, which convinces him to retire, which means he goes to a crazy old cat lady's house and tries to live a normal life. Oh. But then British uh, Peaky Blinders shows up. No, no. And he gets decides to get back into it for one last job, where he's going to use the wishing star, a magical thing that can grant any wish to restore his nine lives. <laughs> and then they go off on an adventure. Adventure. Uh, what's the art style of this movie? Okay, so they did the Into the Spider-Verse thing where they made 3d models and then they kind of drew 2d animation on top of those 3d models that's so cool to give it a super colorful and detailed look that's wild the fact that puss in boots is doing this uh did it work oh yeah i mean there's a couple shots in the movie where i think the colors are a little too watercolory 
Yeah. And you saw the trailer for this, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's being described as like a watercolor art movie. Yeah. The weird thing about that is the trailer I thought was really off-putting about the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they showed off, like, all of the crazy watercolor shots. But the overall majority of the movie is actually really good animation that looks a lot like the original. Hmm. Gotcha. Um, okay, okay. Now, I think you've kind of hinted at it, but did you enjoy this movie? Oh, yeah. It, it was, no joke, one of the best animated movies of recent memory. Uh, were there any cameos from any characters in the Shrek universe? Yes. Uh, may you tell me who? Okay, so um, Gingy and Pinocchio uh-huh. appear in speaking roles. Okay. And I believe Shrek and Donkey appear in non-speaking roles. Whoa, 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 what? If I recall correctly you see a very brief shot of, like, Donkey and Shrek. Did they look cool in this art style? I mean, I th- honestly think it w- it's hard to remember because it's been a few weeks since I watched the movie, and I think they were on screen for, like, half a second. Oh, gotcha. Um, and <clears throat> so is this... Did they have a clean close to the Puss in Boots franchise, or is it going to keep going on? It implies that it's going to keep going on, but the crazy thing about it is do you want me to spoil like the last 10 seconds of the movie sure i think it's fair for everyone in this well it heavily implies that this was setting up shrek 5 what now like how well the very last shot of the movie is puss and boots on a pirate ship sailing too far far away to visit some old friends oh shoot that's exciting and shrek 5 has reportedly been in development for a couple of years now oh man the internet is gonna break i'm gonna break you're gonna love and you're gonna life um if you had to rank this as part of the shrek franchise where how high up would it be <clears throat> i'd probably put it in the top three Okay. Um, I'd probably say Shrek 2, Shrek 1, this movie. Wow. All right. And I'm missing. Then probably Shrek 4. Okay. And then Shrek 3, and then the original Puss in Boots movie. Wow. There you go. And I'm assuming you'd uh, recommend it then, right? Oh, yeah. It's no joke, one of the best animated movies of recent memory. Wow. That's, that is pretty crazy. Um, any, any last words on it? Do you have any last wishes? So, the primary villain of the whole movie is called Jack Horner. Okay. <laughs> he's voiced by Jack Milani. And he's stinking hilarious because he, like, exudes millennial humor. Oh, okay. And it, it worked? Oh, yeah, 100% works. Nice, nice. Oh, great. There you have it. There you have it, everybody. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I gotta watch it soon. <clears throat> now, it is Connor, on streaming as of today. It is? It is. What What streaming? I don't know. I just saw an ad today that's like, now streaming. Oh, like, okay. I'm gonna look it up. 
I would like to watch this uh, very soon. It's probably on like Amazon where you can rent it or Yeah, I was like that that sucks. <laughs> That's the case. Um bum ba dump 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 dum. All right, Connor. I think it's time to move on to this week's rankings. What do you think? <clears throat> Never again. Never again? You you're never gonna think again. That's fair. Okay. Never, ever, ever. Oh, I see what you're doing here. Cause we're ranking our top ten question mark? Ten. Ten. Movies we'll never watch again. For whatever reason, mainly because uh they left a sour taste in our mouths. Something like swallowing a a goldfish limited edition Frank's red hot without <laughs> chewing it. <clears throat> you want to just go back and forth for these bad boys? We can, yeah. All right. And we can give our quick reasoning. All right. Who you want to go first? I'm just going to quickly list off my one and only honorable mention. Sure. Yeah. And <clears throat> despite the fact I'm a huge Star Wars fan, I never want to watch Solo a Star Wars movie again. All right. Yeah, that's fair. I dis despise this movie like i dislike the sequel trilogy but i despise solo yeah i watched it once on netflix i never even saw it in theaters it's the only star wars movie that came out since i was an adult that i haven't seen um in theaters i watched it on netflix barely remembered a single thing about this movie except the fact i hated it (laughs) i went to rewatch it a few months later to give it an honest shake again. So I went, I went, I intentionally went in like blind or well, like I'm going to give this a fair shake. I'm going to give this a fair shake. I fell asleep in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. Never again. Will <laughs> I willingly watch this movie? Now, if I ever have a kid, I really hope that kid likes star Wars and I can just sit down and watch the entire star Wars, everything ever made with them. But you're going to walk out of the room for so I'm either going to walk out of the room for solo or i'm gonna begrudgingly watch it with them once and then never again <laughs> all right all right well that's why it's an honorable mention you can't hold to it just in case yes well there there you have it all right i guess i'll do i'll do my number 10 then my number 10 is from a franchise we just talked about probably just Sh- shrek the third i don't know uh Never did it. Never did it for me. Not, they dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, and it's not like interesting enough. Like I also don't like Shrek Forever After, but like it's interesting and weird. So yeah. like I could at least watch that and be like, "Isn't this so weird, guys?" Whoa. But, yeah, like, Shrek uh, <clears throat> Forever After actually took risks and did something different, whereas Shrek the Third didn't do anything like new creativity. Like with they had like minimal creativity, and the whole story was kind of just meh. Yeah. And, like, the caveat of having Theo, if he ever wants to watch any of this stuff, then, yeah, I'll break my rules. But, all right. What's your number 10? Okay, so I've got two franchises on here. Okay. And I think you're going to kind of understand where I'm coming from. Sure. So, my number 10 is the Hobbit trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Because I've never been super hot on the Lord of the Rings franchise. Okay. Okay. It's just never done it for me. And I especially have grievances with the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, um, definitely not as iconic or masterfully created as the Lord of the Rings one. 
Yeah. It <clears throat> it's crazy to me how they were directed by the same person. Yeah. Because they feel so different. They just re- yeah, and stretch it very very thin. And it just makes me so mad having read The Hobbit. And The Hobbit's by far my favorite Lord of the Rings book. Yeah. Um, it just drives me nuts how much they departed from the actual novel when there's stuff in the novel they completely skipped. Yeah. Yeah. Connor, my number nine. Oz, the Great and Powerful. Oh, I forgot this movie existed. One, it's F. James Franco for life. And he stars in it. It's also weird that I'll never watch it again. It's a Sam Raimi movie, which is so bizarre. So bizarre. Isn't that bizarre to think Sam Raimi did this? The guy who did the Evil Dead trilogy did this. And the Spider-Man trilogy. And the Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah. And Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness did Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, but yeah, this movie is uh, what what the youth would call dog water. It's real bad. And it's not interesting at all. So I don't need to give it any more breath. Connor, what's your number nine? This is one I did as a rapid fire for this podcast. Rapid fire? <laughs> for Christmas. Oh, really? You're not making that a Christmas tradition? Nope. And the best part is, if you want to find out more, go watch that previous episode. Yes. <laughs> Link in the description. Ooh. Uh, my number eight is a franchise as well. It's the Percy Jackson movies. Okay. Yeah, no, those those stunk, and pretty soon you'll never have to watch them again when the Disney Plus show comes out. Uh, so yeah, uh, they're just not faithful to the books. They're just very bad, and the author of the books also just thinks they're bad. So yeah, ain't no need to w- go back to those ever again. Connor, you're number eight. Oddly enough, this is another one I did for this podcast. Uh, my number eight is the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Oh, yeah. That's fair. I probably won't watch that again either. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, but I'm extra specially not going to rewatch the remake. Yeah. There are definitely a few that I feel like could be comfort food for me now. Like, go back to them. But yeah, I ain't going back to that one. Um, yeah. My number seven is the 2021 Tom and Jerry movie. Did I talk about that in the podcast? I, feel like I don't think so, but I completely forgot that movie existed. Yeah, Kristen and I saw it at a drive-in movie theater. Uh, I forgot what the other feature was that night, but it was way better. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was fine. That, that's about it. There's just <laughs> it's so forgettable. Like it's not like like the rest of the movies on this list. It's not offensively bad, but like. It's just one of those movies, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's it. What's your number seven? So this is probably going to be the most out there movie on this entire list. Uh, and that's a movie starring Nick Cage that came out in the early 2000s called Knowing. Mm, okay. You might not even remember this movie. The premise of it was uh, Nick Cage finds in a time capsule a list of numbers and he happens to realize that this list of numbers is a list of every single disaster that has happened in the last like 50 years. Oh. And it lists the coordinates, the date, 
and every single person, like the total number of people who died in that accident. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are still going. Oh, snap. And the very last date on the um the number sheet just i think it's just as everyone oh so the whole movie is he's like just trying to stop the apocalypse and the very end of the movie is such a horrendous plot twist that doesn't make any sense and is just absolutely despicable to me i watched this movie when i was like 10 with my mom because i thought it was interesting as a thriller and the ending was so absolutely abysmal to me, it ruins the entire movie. And I never want to rewatch it for that reason. Dang. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. All right. <clears throat> the rest of this list is where I start getting mad, Connor. <laughs> <clears throat> My number six is Space Sham 2. Was it called The, oh, the, the New Legacy or that. Space Sham The New Legacy? I don't want to miss. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, iconic movie, infamous movie, uh, so many uh, Warner Brothers, I or is it Warner Brothers, right? Yeah, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers IP, like uh, <clears throat> the gangs from um, from uh, Clockwork Orange are in it, in this beautiful family movie, all about Anyways. LeBron. Uh, uh, working with his sons and really trying to build relationships and fight against the almighty algae rhythm. Terrible movie. <laughs> Moving on. Number six, Connor. <laughs> you might not know this movie either. Uh, it's called Van Wilder. Yeah, I know Van Wilder. Come on. I hated this movie. Really? <laughs> My dad made me watch it one time when he was visiting me in college and Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> it is so bad. I did not laugh a single time during this movie. Brutal. And I was repulsed by some of the antics the main character got up to. Like the donuts. Yeah, yeah. I actually felt disgusted during that scene. I was repulsed. Like some of the antics the main character got up to made me want to reach into the screen and slap him silly. Connor, you want to guess real quick what the Rotten Tomato score is for Van Wilder? It's probably either going to line up with what I'm thinking, or it's going to be like 90% or something. What do you think? What are you thinking? If it, you know what? I'm going to lose some faith on humanity in this one and say it's higher than it should be. Okay. Like, give me a number. 83%. So, uh, audience score, you're getting warm at 73 but... Uh, critically, it's 18%. So there you go. There's your validation. <laughs> and it's a National Lampoon movie. So it's like one of the ones that really missed the mark because it's a pretty iconic uh, National Lampoon. Pretty iconic, uh, I guess, franchise or tag. But yeah. Um, my number five, Connor, a movie we've talked about in the past on this podcast, is Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Uh, the sequel to Beauty and the Beast, where Belle and the Beast just argue uh, on like a winter evening and ruin the holidays for everyone. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't need to ruin my holidays anymore. 
What's your number five, Connor? The Mummy reboot. Oh, I guess what? I've never seen it in the first place. It is so bad. Yeah, it looked so bad. I, uh, I love the 1999 Brendan Fraser Mummy movie. Yeah, he's a king. Such a fantastic, well-made film. And then you get this garbage. Oof. This movie spent the entire running time setting up the dark universe. Yeah. Which never happened. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I this, this is probably on my list of movies I probably will never watch in the first place. But my number four, Connor, might be shocking to you. 2022's Pinocchio. But not Del Toro's. Don't worry. Disney's. That, yes, Disney's Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. I'm actually shocked you watched this in the first place. I was just morbidly curious about it. It's so bad. It's so, so, so bad. Uh, And uh, to further solidify why I'll never watch this again, arguably the best like version of Pinocchio came out a few months later. It's my hot take. But it's kind of wild how 2022 was the year of Pinocchio. The year of Pinocchio. That's how hit the history books will remember it. Because you had that absolutely terrible Pinocchio movie starring Polly Shore. Yep. You had Del Toro's Pinocchio. Yep. You had Disney's live action remake of Pinocchio. Yep. And you had Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yep. And there you have it. Well. There's one that's real, real, real amazing. But moving on, Connor, what's your number four? Aragon. Okay, yeah, I've never seen the Aragon movie. It's a movie based on a young adult film, or a young adult book series. And oh my gosh, did they even read the book? Oof. What a critique. It's like, let's kill this character off who is important for the next two books. Yeah. Dang. My number three is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, okay, here's my take. It's better than the Justice League. However, it's, it's too long, and I'm not interested enough in it to ever go back to it and watch it another time, especially now that the story is being closed forever um, yeah what's your number three so i like how you've already mentioned this one Ooh. and i like how we're both on the same page as this but my number three is the lightning thief series yeah there you go and just to add more fire to the or to add more fuel to the flame that you set with this movie have you read the letter that rick Riordan sent the producers of this film oh yes i have yeah <laughs> He straight up sent a letter to the makers of the film saying, I've read your script. It's absolutely abysmal. The movie's going to crash. Please bring me on board to rewrite the script. We can make something awesome. And they ignored him. Of course. They couldn't do it. Infuriating. Number two, Connor. I wanted to pick one Adam Sandler movie for the list. I love a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Connor, you might actually like this one because it has a trope that you love. What's your favorite comedic trope? Is this Jack and Jill? It's Jack and Jill. (laughs) Uh, 
I watched this in theaters and like felt like thrown up the whole time. This is probably the most annoying movie of all time for me. The only good thing about this film is at the very end, you have the Dunkachino memes that oh, came out of the that. The Dunkachino is great, but I, I thought you would have liked Adam Sandler dressed up as Jill. The first time I watched this movie, I thought it was hilarious. And then I tried to be watching it and I could get through the first 15 it's minutes. It's so outlandishly bad. Like anyone who's ever seen this, go watch a few minutes of it just for fun. I'm sure it's the whole thing's online somewhere. They've never taken it down. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah, no one ever bothered. <laughs> uh, all right, what's your number two? Okay, this is interesting because we picked a coin and we picked a different side of it because my number two is Joss Whedon's Justice League. Oh, there you go. Because <laughs> I hate this movie so much it's worse it's worse than Zack Snyder's I agree with you there it's just shorter that, that was really my big I <laughs> genuinely considered saying the entire recent DC universe but I didn't want you yelling at me like Connor that's not a specific movie I, I would have done that I feel like there's a few good ones in there too but but yeah okay but Joss Whedon's Justice League I also think Joss Whedon's a terrible person. So yeah, he sucks. Yeah. My number one, Connor. It's a controversial one for myself because I feel like, uh, as history would probably show, I feel like I should watch this one more time down the road as a landmark. But my number one is Cats. The live action? Yes. One? Live action Cats. So, so bad. Uh, it, it's such an experience. That's the only reason why I was hesitant. So I'm like, I feel like I might have to rewatch this at some point. But I, I really I, hope I don't have to do that. I refuse to watch it until they release the butthole cut. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen, though. But what's your number one, Connor? So my number one is a movie I was forced to watch in kindergarten. It is a movie that traumatized me. And it's a movie that still gives me nightmares. Uh-oh. And it is, like, the only, like, true trigger I have. Oh, no. If I see, like, a still from this movie, which, fortunately, it's an uncommonly talked about movie, so it doesn't normally set me off. But that's, my number one is Watership Down. Oh, okay. This movie traumatized me Hmm. so much. There's a scene where a bunny rabbit just straight up gets strangled. Oh, I don't know what monsters in Britain were doing when they made this. Being people from Britain? That's mean. Morgan, that's mean. Stop it. Anyway. But (laughs) this movie just made me... This is like the one movie that like ruined me as a kid. Oh. Well, yeah. Dang, man. All right, well, there's a lot of movies we don't recommend. Um, <laughs> and there you have it. Connor, uh, I, I have a just quick uh, inside baseball question for you. Um, okay. How hard did you work on Half-Baked? Like, are you super committed to it? I mean, I put some effort into it a month ago. Okay, would you be fine waiting for the next episode to do it? What if I told you we can get this out in less than five minutes? 
Uh, it's not even a time thing. I just wanted to save time to do something different. Ah, all right. Let's do half baked. <laughs> I win. We're taking out dessert this week. There you go. Aw. Give me your half baked. Come on. Hurry up. It's taking forever. Ooh, I know. Finally. Well, Morgan. Yes, Connor? Remember the poorly explained movie plots? I do, fondly. Well, what if I told you this time I'm giving you poorly explained movie plots, but the entire list of movies is from my iTunes catalog of films I've actually purchased. Oh, gosh. Am I going to have watched all of these? Yes. Okay, okay. There's only one movie on here, which I don't think you've ever mentioned, but if if you have any idea of the plot of this movie, you should get it immediately. Okay. I'm, I'm ready for the challenge. All right, there's one, two, three, four. There's five of these. Ooh. All right. After a rich man loses his fortune, he sets out to ruin the life of a poverty-stricken teen. His fortune, poverty-stricken teen. He loses his fortune. <laughs> poverty-stricken teen loses his fortune. Gosh, I feel like this is so broad. And it's I'm mad that like I don't even have a single move in ju- movie jumping out to me, and I know I easily can. Um hmm. Well, look at do you want me to read it off again? Maybe you could this time look for tropes. Sure, yeah, absolutely. After a rich man loses his fortune, he sets out to ruin the life of a poverty-stricken teen. Yeah, I'm... My head's not in the right spot. Do you want to make a wild guess? I mean, I, like, have zero movies coming to my head, which is tragic, because I know there are so many movies with this plot. Um... Hmm... Just trying to think of any where someone loses their fortune. I can't do it. I am blank. The first Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Tragically loses. Oh, are you talking about like Osborne? Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, I see that. Oh, man. I would it's not have gotten explained. it. poorly explained. Oh, it's very poorly explained. All right. Number two. Local police try to steal a van filled with marijuana from state police by having relations with a bear and enacting shenanigans. With a bear enacting shenanigans. Oh man. Well, it's not. It's not like Harold and Kumar. Uh huh. It's not Cocaine Bear because it's not out yet. And that's about cocaine. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, yes. The, the trailer so showed. Um, I feel like this would immediately pop into my head, right? This feels if you've more seen specific. this movie, it should. Yeah, I mean, man, it's late. Well, come on. Come on, Morgan. Dad brain. Well, yeah, total dad brain. Can you repeat it one more time? Yes. 
Local police try to steal a van filled with marijuana from state police by having relations with a bear and enacting shenanigans. Oh, man. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't recall. Super Troopers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Have yeah. you seen Super Troopers? I don't have any memories. I'm, I know I've watched it. I don't have any memories of it. So that makes me think I probably haven't actually watched it or uh. it's been forever. But yeah. That's a movie on my list for the maybe the next one of our next rankings, and there you have it. All right, number three. A clown teaches a group of loner teens the true meaning of friendship. All right, this is it. <laughs> yeah, you got that one. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, number four. A tortured soul proves the power of love by defying the pull of death, trying to resurrect his long-last love. Well, say that slower, like one more time. I also misspoke. Oh, okay. A tortured soul proves the power of love by defying the pull of death by trying to resurrect his long dead love. Long dead love. Is this evil dead? No. Okay. Um, Tortured soul. Long. Like, okay. Bring back. Um... Hmm. I feel like there are a few coming to my head. Surprisingly, a lot of Disney movies. Um, I'll give you a hint. It is this movie is far from Disney. Far from Disney. Oh no. Okay. And we've also mentioned this movie during this exact podcast. During this podcast. Oh like episode. This episode. Oh man, that is a good hint. It's Jack and Jill. Duh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um. Oh gosh. And it's not. It's not Justice League. Oh, it's Pinocchio. No. No. Oh, man. Um. No, I'm just gonna keep listing off movies at this point. No, I don't. I don't have it. The 1999 Brendan Fraser Mummy movie. Oh. Uh, okay. Okay, Chief. It's been so long. I need to rewatch those soon. All right, number five. After crashing the annual Christmas party, a man goes out of his way to continue ruining everyone else's night. Is this just Die Hard? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got that one easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Christmas party. I don't know. It got me there. <laughs> well, you were uh, two for five. <laughs> yeah, not my, not my shining achievement. Not my but, best. I mean, moment. I also did have such an esoteric list. That's fair. To pull from. <laughs> like, These are all movies from my collection. Good luck. Wow. <laughs> no, I like that about the list, though. I do. Connor, uh, we're going to pull an audible here. We're not doing desserts this week. Because I didn't earn it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't earn it. Instead, it's not a new segment, but it is. Uh, we want to explain to the listeners, right, how uh, we're going to... Sometime in the near future, uh, expand our rapid fire a little bit and kind of make it into a bigger segment every once in a while where I think we're just going to call it homework. Right? That's the tentative name I gave it. Yes. Um, how about this? It's got to be food related. How about doggy bag? That works. All right. Well, doggy bag. Um, and so what we're going to do, we're going to pitch the homework or the doggy bag 
to our uh, to each other on this podcast itself. And we're going to give an extended period of time because it's going to take some time for us to watch or engage in the content related and then kind of give like our own version of like rapid fire with ranking for it. That's that's at least my take on it. Uh, I'm sure it can expand. It could go in a few different ways. But I have my first doggy bag for Connor. Connor, are you ready for it? Sure. I would like you to watch. And then when you're done with this, come prepared to talk about said series and rank them. I would like you to watch the scary movie series. Oh, man. (laughs) Um, Okay. I had another one, but I actually want to do it together as a ranking. But that is my homework for you, Connor. I've seen one of them. Okay, there you have it. And it's the only good one. Uh, There are two good ones, sir. Okay, well, you, I'll have to find it out for my own, <laughs> on my own which one yeah. you're talking about. Yes, uh, there are two. There are two good ones. I mean, <laughs> and by good, I mean early two thousands good. So like, it's not good now. Like, you're not gonna enjoy it. <laughs> I've I've seen them pop up on Hulu recently, so that at least gives me an outlet. Okay, well there you go. Easily accessible. Boom, bing. Do you have your first doggy bag for me? I do, and I picked two of them. Okay. And guess what? You're going to get the meaner of the two. I'm getting... That's rude, but fair. Fair. Okay. What do we got? All right. So, sir, you are going to get a animated series, the very first Hulu original series, if I'm not mistaken. No. Uh, there's three seasons of this. Three seasons? 10 30 minute episodes each season okay all right and it's called the awesomes the awesomes it's an animated superhero tv show on hulu the first season is really rough but i swear it gets better after season two starts (laughs) okay the awesomes i'm gonna look up the art style real quick oh it's rough it's rough oh man especially season one but i swear after season one's over the show actually gets good oh it looks so generic (laughs) (laughs) yep oh oh, and it's an snl show look at if you look at the rotten tomatoes score for the show though it's like season one like 50 percent season two like 70 percent and season three is like 80 percent okay all right. Well, I'm I'm gonna do it. It's happening. I will do it. Um. All right, man. Well, I don't want to set a deadline yet. Let's do that off air. Um. Just because baby life and work life for both of us. Well, one for one and the other for you know you know what I mean. You don't you don't currently have a child besides Henley. Who told you? Uh, Mr. Henley did. Henley. He holds no secrets from me, his uncle. Um. But yeah, all right, man. Well, I kind of wanted to just set the scene there, so I, I'm not. We're running pretty long. I don't think we should do desserts today, but we did cover a lot on this podcast, correct? We did, and I think when we do that, sometimes we just need to take a deep breath, uh, relax for a few, and um, uh, stay hydrated, right? Sure. And how do we do that? Well, one of my favorite things 
when it's towards the end of the day and I'm trying to rewind and relax is what I'll do is I have this big 32 ounce cup and I'll put some ice at the bottom of it. I will crack open a seltzer water. Okay. Can. Um, I like using cherry for this. And I will f- put the entire can into my glass. And then I will get some watermelon juice. Simply watermelon juice is the brand. And I'll put, um, I'll fill about half of the remaining space with that. And then I'll pretty much pick whatever cranberry juice blend I'm in the mood for that week and fill the rest of the glass with that. Wow. Um, and you know what all of that contains at least a little bit of? Sugar. Sugar and water. All of that probably makes some waves. But that sounds good. I, I want to try that at some point. Right. Good night. All right, you son of a witch. Reveal your secrets. Holy crap, dude. Turn around. I'm not going to fall for that. Merlin's beard. It's Ezra Killer. Saying goodnight. Oh my gosh. He just destroyed that first grader in a manner too graphic for description. And now... Ew, Flash. Isn't Warner Brothers going to do something about this? Not sure how to tell you this, but... I knew it when I said it. Wanna go get Taco Bell? Ooh, Baja Blast, here I go.